Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We provide fan-oriented and analytic discussions on a variety of animated shows, movies, and anime, currently featuring Steven Universe, Michaelis, Ladybug, New Pop of Girls, Star Wars, The Force of Evil, and Ruby. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Mel Moyer. Yay! And Allie Martin. Hello. <laughs> today, uh, those are subdued introductions. I don't know what that hey. was, but... <laughs> Yeah. talking about unenthusiastic today uh mel ali and i will be looking back on the 1991 disney classic beauty and the beast um yeah, yeah. mel uh oh, favorite movie uh lots of lots hype. to talk about hype for this uh and we thought this would be a good time to get into this in honor of the recent live action trailer released we'll talk about that at the end i guess if we if we have some time um but yeah this is a uh we, we sometimes look back on older animated films here at the overly animated podcast you can check us out at the at overlyanimated.com or search for the overly animated podcast on itunes or your favorite podcatcher um this is we haven't done too many of the classic i think this might be our first classic disney one we do old pixar ones but hopefully this will be the first of a few and why not start with arguably the best one but we'll talk about that and yeah so um so this is a retrospective not a review so let's let me set up like where i want to start the discussion um so what i want to hear what i want to know is um what uh is your history with beauty and the beast when did you first watch it what did you think of it um what if when did you recently watch it um which is for mel and i like literally just watched and i watched this yesterday or two days ago um so there's that answer and what did you think of it upon most recent rewatch so mel history with uh, beauty and the beast and then um most recent impressions we have a long time um as a kid obviously was the first time i watched it back in the good old days of bhs and i remember not being super into it when I first watched it until I saw Disney on ice or something, not or something. It was Disney on ice in like elementary school. And they did beauty and the beast. And like, for whatever reason, like I got the story better on the Disney on ice version. I was like, Oh, this is great. And then I went back and rewatched it. And I was like, this is great. Um, but, and I've seen the Broadway show and stuff. Like I just, I'm very, very biased when it comes to this movie. Um, and my it's difficult to like talk about like opinions based on most recent rewatch because I watch this movie a lot. Um, most recent few times you have seen it, what did you think? I mean, I still like. I mean, and obviously it gets to a point where there's parts of it, as with every movie, where you're like, oh, like I want to skip this, or this is the part where I don't pay attention as much, or like this is kind of like the weaker points. But um, I mean, it's still like freaking lose my mind over this movie every time i watch it i love it i can't stop myself so this um, in summary which this is, is a totally objective yeah in some in, in conclusion this is mel's fave and yeah yes keep that in mind like this is mel's fave so she's gonna yeah. have strong if you didn't know by now it's gonna be mentioned like probably for the whole however long this is gonna be going on i mean i, I will okay let's talk about that um that'll be my next topic is like why is this your fave so let's let's hold off on that ali uh history with this movie and what do you think uh just now when you rewatched it I mean, it's basically the same as Mel. Like, I watched it when it came, not when it came out, but like when I was a kid. You so, weren't born when it came listen, out. not when it came out, but when I was a kid. And I also remember, well, I don't remember like being crazy about it because I was like three, but like I remember liking it when I like was conscious enough to remember. And I also saw it on Broadway, apparently, but I don't remember. It's not my favorite one, but it's it's up there. I don't know if I have like a favorite now, but it's like one of the, it's definitely in the top five. And watching it again, 
like Mel, I also watch, I mean, I watch Disney movies all the time. So I like also have this one memorized. So it's like, it's the same. It's great. Nice. I really like it. Yeah. I we're gonna talk about the new one later, right? Yeah, we'll we'll hold okay. off on the the live action comments, mm-hmm. yeah, the debate about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, because I like this one. Okay. Um, yeah, I I don't think I've seen I've seen this movie before. Eh, I don't know what that is. I, I I've seen this <laughs> I've seen this movie. Me neither. Before. Uh, I don't remember like when I saw this. I assume I was very young. So I I haven't seen this in quite a while. But a lot of the aspects of this film are like part of uh, like. Um, like uh pop culture so um like i was i somehow knew that be our guest was coming when he was coming it's like i was i'm familiar with enough of it uh so yeah I've, i don't have a lot of bias with this um i don't have a super high regard for disney classics um dylan i have so, a question for you yeah when was the last time you saw the movie before you like recently watched it that's what i'm saying i don't know it was it's it, over 10 years over 10 years oh so, wow yeah. okay that's surprising. right so i didn't remember a lot of it um, <laughs> that's Oh, that's interesting. But I rewatched it and uh, I was skeptical because um, like going in because this is like from the early 90s and it's a Disney classic and I have sometimes have trouble with older films. And I emphasis on the word classic. Yeah, you are not good with watching older. I'm not good, especially live action. So animation. I didn't know that about you. I I struggle with older stuff. I don't know. That's a deeper discussion. But um, (laughs) Jesus. I don't mean okay. that in any. I, don't I know, know. I, I don't know, know why I know. you're laughing at that, but um, no, it's just interesting. I didn't peg you it that way. So, but uh, yeah, no, I thought um, I was very impressed upon this viewing. Um, I think that there's a lot of aspects of this which are so much better than what I remember of other Disney films yeah. and other, you know, a lot of other stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think Mel was ready to come in defensive, but I'm going to be pretty effusive towards this movie. So. I was, I didn't know what you're, well, it's what like you the Incredibles say, one. So I think I you were like, coming, you were ready, but yeah. no, I love, I love the, you know, I was like I, ready for you to be like, Oh, it wasn't as great as everyone says it was. And you're like, no, yeah. actually like it's a perfect film. Uh, yeah. Incredibles. That, that, that was what the, yeah. The Incredibles. I basically, yeah. basically a perfect film. Yeah. I, I would say cool. what I'd say about a beauty and the beast is that, um, what impressed me the most is that kind of the last half hour of this movie is literally perfect. Yeah, um, kind of. Which I didn't expect um, that a Disney film would have uh, the like the narrative just flows so seamlessly, combining all well, the elements. Like, well, the interesting thing about that is that this was the first time an animated film ever used a yeah, screenplay. It had a, it had a script. Yeah, I read the the Wikipedia and yeah. Wait, really? Yeah. Yeah. Before that, it was basically just yeah, pitching. But think of like, storyboards. yeah, think of like Steven Universe. It's a it's a st- or, or a storyboard oriented thing. They don't have a strict script. Well, yeah. They just have an outline. Yeah. So they still do that. But um, yeah, it's for some animation. But yeah, the, the last I uh, clearly benefited. Um, the ending the ending of this movie is you know, kind of perfect. Um, like even the guest on stuff like ties together super well. It's it's so impressive. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a few sequences in this film which are kind of flawless. Um, you know, obviously the ballroom scene uh it's 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 really yeah. incredible the um, only thing that isn't flawless is just adam in the end like you could have made oh, the... better well the yeah and i guess we'll get to that chronologically but the, the thing is, is they were running out of time so they oh, kind of that I didn't yeah. know either. because the last shot of this movie is actually reused animation from Sleeping i'm gonna Beauty. get a lot of new perspective listen you want me I... at your bar trivia night <laughs> <laughs> mel will tell us everything yeah um, i think i do yeah. Uh, but I mean, I don't think, yeah, I don't think it's, uh, we have the other highlight, uh, be our guest is an incredible sequence. Um, mm-hmm. arguably one, the best Disney song sequence, I would say like just, I, I don't think it's like the best song, but just the visuals during it in combination yeah. with its usage and everything like that, I think is really incredible. 
Um, I don't think it's like a perfect movie. Um, we're, I was just talking about this. I just we're recording this right after our Moana review, which is up. Um, I think Moana is a stronger character than Belle. Okay, I don't think wait, Belle is a particularly. Don't spoil that. I won't for spoil me, it for you. Yeah, because I'm seeing it on Tuesday. I like I, my general point is though. I don't <laughs> think the strength of this movie is its characters. I don't particularly. Oh, no. I didn't particularly ever care about Belle or the Beast. Um, I mean, it's very caught in time. Like at the time it came out, it would, you know, obviously people would have considered that like the, their version of the sort of Merida or Elsa. Yeah. Um, yeah. I because it was it, the early nineties. Yeah. And um, I, I think, and I think, I mean, I think this is also true of me with other older Disney films. Like I don't really care about um, Ar- Ariel or whatever, you know, like they're, these, they're, it's the Disney classic Disney movies have very light characterization. So that's not the point, but it, but this, the, this movie never hangs its hat on its characters. Like it's not really mm-hmm. about that. It's, it's uh, just like the surrounding uh, usage of them, I guess, like um, the themes and like um, the music and visuals and how it all intertwines. I, I guess I feel what... like this is the most character characters, like, you know, like sort of like character actor characters of any Disney film, if you think about it. What do you mean character actor characters? Well, like you, so you've got like obviously sidekicks and that sort of thing, but I think there's a ton of sort of those, t- like you got LeFou, you've got all the... Um, appliances yeah all of the all of the uh yeah the whatever you want to call them the humans trapped as things um like compare like it's like a disney animal sidekick but there's so many of them in this movie yeah yeah it's like you had a flounder and this the the a couple in little mermaid and you had the mice stuff like there's just a ton of background characters i feel like in this yeah and um i think they're all kind of used okay um i say my least favorite is the child teacup (laughs) it's his name first of all what's his name chip okay yeah i don't i have him i have no chip is very um sympathetic why is your least favorite not gaston i've said of of the appliances yeah Okay, never Also, mind. Gaston's obviously my favorite character. I have the, the Mrs. Best, Potts but... um, pop figure. And oh, God, you do. Chip. Um, Chip, I, I, really adorable? I think Chip is really adorable. I think Chip's adorable. I just don't know why he's used like he is. Like, he's such a prominent thing. At the, like, I'm like, why is Chip doing this? That's like, yeah, he's like, oh, like a friend or something. Um, also, he, like, does it make sense? Like, I guess maybe the idea is that they don't age. Like, they're like... <laughs> yeah, like... Or because she, it, like, got it on with, like, a kettle or something. Oh, my God. Well, but, okay, but then the other thing, too, is that when he goes to bed that one night in the cupboard, she's like, all right, in with your brothers and yeah, sisters. Yeah. What, are they oh, all human, yeah. too? What's up with that? And then they never show up yeah. ever again. Yeah, and then they never show up again. I don't think they're intended <laughs> to be human, but they all have, like, faces, I think. Yeah. And What's they, up with that? <laughs> That's so weird. She had a lot of kids. The husband. I don't think, yeah, I think it was, I think it was, he's supposed to be the only kid, but that's so weird. Yeah. Well, he's um, the only one at the end, for sure. He's the only <laughs> I don't know what happened to all those other kids. Who has, who yeah. has lines. Yeah. Um, just, we, we'll get into all of the, the minor ones. Um, so, like, the fact that he's chipped, like, does that have repercussions as a human? Like, is he missing <laughs> is an that, arm? You say he's brain damaged or something? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my I didn't God. think about it. Like, if okay. they broke. We're going to talk about that, yeah. Well, this is getting, like, really existential. Let's save it. Let's save it. I feel like this is more of a second half of the podcast discussion. <laughs> yeah. Then. <laughs> anyway um yeah no i liked it i okay oh that was remember to say i think the most impressive thing that this movie does is it has this like um kind of stupid in the idea of like this just the whole concept of like him as the beast and then like love and then it turns him human and just this it's just to me it's so unappealing as a concept and yet like it executes it and i did uh like it 
So I feel like like that impressed me a lot. Like it executed enough that I like I enjoyed um the transition, but just you know, the just conceptually it's I don't know. Not 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 we'll talk about it. We'll talk Dylan's about it. cold-hearted. I don't know if it's cold-hearted. I like I feel like I'm like hyper-feminist coming into this trying to examine this movie and it's like what what even is this concept? Like the the beast turning human, love, like I don't know. I think there's some qualms to be had, but anyway, um, I think what, let's, so what I don't know to start with Mel and I don't, there's not necessarily going to be a good answer to this question, but like, why is this your fave? Like, is it just that it is your fave? Cause some things persist throughout our lives that are like important to us. Yeah. Or is it like, did you connect to certain aspects of it? I think it's more that it just is my fave. And I honestly feel like a big part of that has to do with as weird as it sounds is the music because I connect very like I am huge on like musical scores and in things um so like when you've got kind of like a thematic connection between the music and then like what the story is trying to say like for me that's just like a weird sort of anger that I get like to me like this movie is the music and the music is the movie that being said you know like I always you know really liked Belle because she was like a reader and that was like a big thing in 1991 or whatever yeah. um you know and she was like brunette so i was like oh like i could go as Belle for halloween because she looks like me and she reads a lot and it's cool and you know i just it was like a combination of certain things where it's like oh yeah like you know like the favorite disney princess and just kind of weird things you latch on to and then like basically this weird sort of like paradox where it's like it's my fave because it's my fave you know yeah. <laughs> like, yeah no like that's what i was getting into like certain things just like are our faves you know so yeah i understand that um but going back to bell for a second um i was kind of like knocking her in the beginning i do think given the context of the time of this movie bell's like a super feminist character um yeah like, compared to the other disney princesses like her whole thing is that she reads and she doesn't care about the macho guy like that's great you know white male crisis of the 90s i wrote yeah. an entire paper about how fight club and beauty and the beast were making the same exact point <laughs> yeah that's that's a potential discussion for you let's do we want to get into gaston? Okay, let's talk about, yeah, let's talk about gaston get and get into that okay let's talk about okay. so gaston is now turned into this 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 meme um on, uh, oh my god he's Incredible. kind of the best like he's obviously it's um, not hate him he's obviously awful but um the movie is aware of how stupid he is and like he's just like kind of this doofy villain and he's never yeah. really a threat um and uh I, I think he's kind of fabulous actually like like this character i think i feel like this like it's like a good idea like he's just so, he's just such an idiot uh, i kind of love it because it really is making fun of um uh you know like hyper masculinity and uh i don't think in early 90s they're aware of what they're doing but he's like a uh a take on like uh, the toxic masculine villain and i think it's uh, kind of great i feel like just listening to this is gonna make me change my opinion on the movie and it's gonna be my new favorite (laughs) that's the goal bro yeah that's the goal Um, here yeah i wrote a paper in college in my film class it was actually my final paper basically it was basically the the sort of anchor of the paper was getting to the point that beauty and the beast was kind of for disney like one of its big pivot points and that it um was making the same statements that like a film like fight club made and um uh shawn of the dead even too like this idea of because they had this thing in the 90s called the white male crisis right that's like you can look that up tm white male crisis yeah um, and basically it was 
after a surge of women um, enter the workforce and kind of gender roles are really obviously starting to disappear from what they were stereotypically like for the longest time. So you had these aforementioned white males having a crisis where they didn't know what they were supposed to do because they think, okay, you know, they're raised kind of to be hyper-masculine and breadwinners, but the world doesn't reflect that anymore because of the changing roles of women in society. So you've got something like Fight Club where they, crazy Ed Norton engages in this, you know, fight club this thing where they like these guys get together and literally just beat beat each other up to to have like this testosterone thing going and that's like what gaston represents is like the traditional um disney hero like in any other film he would be kind of like the prince like character um as this hyper masculine hunting dude you know he he's got that chest hair in that one scene and he eats all those eggs and he's just like the epitome to the point where it's like over the top obviously yeah but he's like the epitome of masculinity and what men are supposed to be and he's so stupid and can't like grasp you know this situation where you've got bell who you know is kind of subversive of gender roles even though she's the only one like it's not a society-wide thing because it's like 18th century france but like you've got a micro version of what was going on in the nineties for gender roles happening in this film. Yeah. Um, (laughs) and quickly for clarification, Mel's talking about, um, fight club as in like the actual interpretation of fight club and not like the (laughs) reclaimed for sexist bros, like version of fight club. Right. Like, yeah. Cause fight club Club is meant to be like a parody of itself. It is. It's fight club's actually this like take on this feminist take on, uh, toxic male culture and stuff like that. But people, there are so many things I'm learning. That's good. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but, these uh bros like interpret it as like it's they don't understand the the, the double meaning so they interpret yeah it like on face the, value. fight club yeah. is essentially making fun of them like what yeah, they it would is to, yeah to take out of fight club so, so. it's a really interesting comparison because that is kind of just what gaston is doing but in a more overt way um yeah yeah how do you think he functions some might say a more cartoony way. more he's he's very much a cartoony character yeah what do you, how do you think of his, his he's very much a cartoon <laughs> He is very yes. much a cartoon, I'd say. How do you think of his function in the uh, movie? Because I think this there's a version of this movie that definitely functions without him. He's, there's parts that seem like... Oh, yeah. The, I mean, the, yeah. he very much, you know, fulfills a, a, a type for Disney because they need to have... Like, th- this movie, had it been something other than Disney or maybe produced, you know, 20 years later, now that Disney is kind of branching out with how it it does narratives this movie probably could have functioned on its own with its own environmental factors as the antagonist like you've got with the build-up with you know the curse and the beast and his and bell's story that probably could function entirely on its own as its own story but because this is disney you have to add in like this um yeah and and if you look in the this villain the, factor and if you look in the wikipedia writing history they even say like he was kind of added in a light, later draft of the, yeah. the writing process yeah, yeah which is pretty interesting i actually yeah. i think he's I, I kind of i think he's good for the movie like i think he's like an active positive yeah. i don't know if that's a hot take well um, what, but, and what i find interesting too is that you know because bell has heard that story is so very far removed from the world that you set up and first couple minutes of the movie and then she goes off the castle and then that's where a lot of the story takes place like i think they very flawlessly kind of weave in gaston in the background just kind of does this um you know like somewhat threatening figure in the background for the middle part of the movie um 
and then it kind of sets up really nice at the end for like the third act and, and the kill the beast stuff. Like I think that the way they function to have like the world outside and then bell and the beast stuff and the way they, they sort of interweave in the middle of the movie was well yeah. done. Yeah, no, I talked, I talked about this. What's so impressive is that Gaston is just like, it's like the B plot. And then um, once we hit a certain point, um, it's like everything happens. Like they, she goes back, like he comes and like they have this whole scene and it's kill the beast and it's just integrated so well. Like I just, Disney films, these classic Disney films, narrative isn't necessarily like the strong point of them. And um, I, I was just, I was kind of shocked at, at the second half of this movie, how like how seamless the narrative is to a point where it's a major strength of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that Gaston's fu- his function is certainly very good in there. Yeah. Um, Ali, Ali, what's your take on Gaston? I mean, I didn't really have much of an opinion on him until I just listened to all of that. I mean, I kind of thought there he was just one of those villains that's like, he's there, but he's like ridiculous and you kind of forget about him. Like, I mean, that's why he wasn't really like, you know how, like, when people go down the list of, like, favorite Disney yeah. films, like, Scar is, like, at the top of the list or something. Yeah, he's having a very just because charismatic he... sort of... Yeah, but, like, just hearing that, him. I'm like, people say Scar because, like, he killed his brother. But, like, when you think about it, Gaston has done some messed up stuff, too. Yeah, like, I mean, in that... When you think about it that way, like, I mean, and I didn't. And I'm annoyed with myself that I didn't. But, yeah, he's up there now. I never, like, I mean, yeah. hated him. But he wasn't one of my favorites. Like, as a kid, anyway. And now I think I've changed my mind. I, I do like him as a meme now. Um, oh, he's, I mean, the meme is always yeah. it's <laughs> it's every time. That's good. Um, no one vlogs like Gaston. That's <laughs> good. Uh, no let's talk. Vlogs. I want to go in reverse importance. Let's talk about um, the, it's, it's like a feature writing. Feature. Anyway, um, I want to talk about the ballroom scene because that's such a highlight. And it's super interesting. Yes. Um, it's like the most iconic one. It's super iconic. Movie, probably. Uh, the music, the quote unquote camera work. Um, you know, what, what's your, I mean, take on it, Mel, in general? <laughs> I think it is one of the greatest scenes, if not the greatest scene, like rendered in animation, personally. Um, from a technical standpoint and just a sort of thematical standpoint and the way everything came together, like story wise, music wise, visual wise, like, and it's so short too. It's like a minute and 30 seconds. Um, and it's like one of the most iconic scenes I would say, even in film history. Um, I would agree on that actually. Yeah. That's just something people know is, is the ballroom scene from beauty and the beast. And, you know, looking even at the history of the ballroom scene is so interesting because this is technically the first, Pixar Disney film was Beauty and the Beast um, because Pixar collaborated with them to render the scene in a 3D environment. So the ballroom is 3D while these 2D characters are in it. And that allows you to have these crane shots in the middle of an animated film. Um, And they weren't sure it was going to work. And they had like this weird backup plan that they were just going to have them, they called it the ice capades version where um, they were just going to be like in a spotlight and the the background was going to be black and that would have looked like so I'm really glad that this worked. Um, But yeah, I mean, like it's like the scene I feel like just completely speaks for itself even without me dropping all my, my techie yeah. trivia about it like yeah, it's just... I, yeah i was reading up on it pixar's caps system they use for this yeah. so the background yeah. cgi and the foreground kind of hand-drawn 2d um yeah. 
And this is, it ends up being the perfect use for that system because it mm-hmm. allows them to do these kind of sweeping shots. Um, and really just, I don't know, for me, what's so notable about this is the kind of the storyboarding on, on the scene. And it's more complicated than storyboarding because you also have the, this, the CGI background going on and it's kind of this whole thing, but, uh, just the, the, the quote unquote camera angles used, um, are so like iconic and, um, just for them to have, have the foresight to take, I feel like for them to have the foresight to take themselves so seriously in this moment, cause yeah. It's just like this, it's the scene. It's almost like they know this is this iconic scene. And like, how do you have the confidence to go for it? Like they do with this, with these like wide shots and this, like, um, just, just the, them dancing and focused on the background and sweeping around. It's, it's, it's so poised. I feel like the, the direction on here. Um, yeah. and it really just, it all comes together so well with with this yeah really um with miss Potts singing and um angela the, the, angela the tea the tea kettle <laughs> sings yeah justifies this character's entire presence and uh it uh the, yeah but what about the song version uh the song on this is this the this is the most Listen. iconic song from beauty and the beast is this the best song in the the film beauty like the song beauty and the beast i would yeah. say so yes yeah. for sure how do what's, you, what's your history the, the, with the, the, the tune i mean i love that too like you know the da, 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 yeah. like that's like like i can hear that like you know how there's a like cocktail party phenomenon and people will like hear their name across the room i can pick that song out like in a two mile radius somebody's watching beauty and the beast and i hear that and my like head snaps um I just that is like a huge thing for me is that like Alan Menken is so good at creating um, these really great motifs that you associate with the like embodiment of the entire film. Like for Little Mermaid, it was the repetition of part of your world throughout the the movie. For this, you know, it's the repetition of the Beauty and the Beast theme and the way it's used in like the score and the transformation scene and stuff. And it's just, and it's such a short song too. I mean, again, it's like a minute and 20 second song. Um, and yeah. I think Howard Ashman's lyrics on this are also like, and lyrics throughout all like the, the Disney films he worked on little mermaid and Aladdin and, and stuff like his lyrics are just very incredible. Um, and to watch some of the work tapes where he like does demos of it. Um, is really really cool. Yeah, uh, it's it's uh, it's a good point. It, it's it, or I don't know something something you said was related to this, but um, it's it's really integrated well too within kind of just the surroundings. Right, it's like so short, and it um it's you know it's got the build up to it with their like they don't even like talk about it like verbally what they're setting up but it's like they're going on this like date i guess and, yeah there's um, like no yeah <laughs> they're suddenly it's like, having it's, a date. it's been decided yeah that they're going on this date and um there it's, is it's, kind of if you watch the the extra scene with the extra song there's like somewhat of a setup but okay. there yeah. isn't really. but yeah and then First it ties he asks her to dinner yeah it was yeah they did that earlier too and it's it's um i prefer the version with no context because it's, it's funny i think it, i don't i think it works though without i think yeah. it's fine because then it flows really well and it's it's paced really well and then it goes right into the kill the beast type stuff after and everything with that it's, yeah um, yeah after that the movie like really speeds up yeah no i think it's just yeah it speeds up but i also think it just it keeps track of everything so well and it executes on it mm-hmm. really well um i also feel like this scene and the song just kind of like justify this a little bit of an absurd premise um in that it kind of treats itself like a fairy tale like 
Uh, like the beginning of the movie does this too, but it's like, why is he even this beast? And like, what, what are they even doing here? And it's like, oh, this is like, this is like kind of told from a looking back perspective to a certain extent. Like it's the tale of them and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. Uh, you know, I just, I, I don't think there's like a super logical, um, thing that they're doing. I just think the tone they hit with, with this, um, is, it works really well given, just kind of this um this concept yeah yeah um yeah i think it goes back to what you said it's like they took themselves extremely seriously and the story very seriously in rendering this scene and i think that's kind of like what anchors the entire you know um, sort of like if you are going to buy this story or not like hinges upon this this ballroom scene yeah i i agree completely yeah it's it's so vital um I want to talk, uh, let's talk about Be Our Guest and then you talk about uh, Bell and the Beast. But, um, I was a plate in Be Our Guest in high school. Allie Shaw. <laughs> God, you were, weren't you? Did you yeah, have you lines? Yeah, you were there. What was, what, did you have um, lines as a plate? Not as a plate, as a villager I did. Oh, your mo- multiple roles. Wow. That's I was. Impressive. I was very versatile. Yeah. Um, we have to see pics of Mel as a plate. We got to find that. I don't know if there's pics of Mel as a plate, but there's definitely pics of me as a um, villager. We got to wait to find. And I was it. A, I was a villager in drag because we ran out of girl villager costumes, so I had to throw on one of the guy costumes. Is it dangerous? <laughs> was that me? Yeah. Oh, that was you don't remember, but I do. <laughs> That's kind of sad. I had an axe, axe too, didn't I? They gave me an axe. Wow. We have to see this. We have to see it. There's a video yeah. of it somewhere on the internet. Unearth the video finds uh, listeners unearth it yeah uh <laughs> anyway um yeah no i think br guest was really great um uh, i de- i definitely remembered it before and but um br guest like i also think br guest like justifies the stupid appliances throughout the movie <laughs> like i don't know if the rest actually, of the movie and it was funny too that was a late addition too originally they were they weren't gonna have any of these like servant characters yeah. like it was just gonna be like animate objects that were just animate objects with no personalities. They just kind of, it was like a magic castle. And then like halfway through production, they're like, what if they like all like had personalities in a backstory? So yeah, then they did that. <laughs> yeah. Which is a weird, which is kind of a stupid concept, but I really do think this see this scene justifies it. The, this, the song. Um, yeah. It's a good showcase for all of them. Visually. It's so distinctive and so interesting. So many parts. Of yeah. It. Uh, they really just go all out. They just throw everything yeah. in there, and it's I think very, it's really very uh, visually stimulating. Yeah, I agree, and also it's just you know a good song too. I think that would be yeah. the only comparison for best song, the only competitor. Um, yeah, I think that and Beauty and the song Beauty and the Beast were the two that were nominated for the Oscar. Yeah, um, so the two, the two most memorable ones for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk about Belle and the Beast because I. Uh, there's no reason that these that they would fall in love or anything like that. He didn't you see them playing together in the snow? That's where it starts. Oh, That's and right, I know so, that because they um purposely color coded Belle to show no. her like warming up literally to oh, the beast because her clothes okay. get warmer and warmer. Yeah, I think it's around that time is when I start buying it. Uh, they do, they do do a good job of building it up a little bit, but, um, you know, the, the stupid part is that, like, why is she his prisoner and why does he, she, he have to like release her and like, why does she find this acceptable? Like, that's my, that's what am my I watching? Like, what is this? Like, she walked out and yet, uh, she, she like goes out and comes back and then 
so obviously she physically can leave, but then he like him releasing her is this big deal. Um, even yeah. though I, she's left before, so I don't. That's what I. Yeah. I don't know. It's like I I can go. You're letting me go. You're such a good guy. Wow. Like that's, yeah. That's, there's really nothing keeping her in the castle, especially <laughs> after he's like nice to her to the point where it's like the nothing. library happens. It's like okay, there's nothing yeah. keeping you here. Like, she could have walked out the front door at any time. <laughs> literally, wa- like even before that, you could have literally wa- the dude spends like. 23 hours a day in his like bedroom sulking like the there's nothing yeah, stopping you yeah. from walking out the door yeah there's that and then there's like the infuriating part is that she just finds it like i alluded to she finds it like good of him to release her i feel like that's a red. the stockholm syndrome. that's i feel like this movie is is true or false this movie is intentionally oh, portraying no. stockholm syndrome really <laughs> well, it depends on how you want to look at stockholm syndrome because stockholm syndrome is kind of a form of ptsd like in the clinical sense no but in the thematic sense of like possibly pseudo abusive relationships and that sort of thing maybe it's so abusive um, this relationship i don't think this movie is super aware of what it's doing with that no i, I don't know um, and that's way. a pitfall and all of that is a pitfall of the original fairy tale as well because in the original fairy tale there's again nothing is keeping her in the castle and then when she does leave the thing that makes her go back is that the beast like literally just like gives up and is dying because he's so sad and she's like oh no she goes back yeah um there's yeah there's not there's nothing <laughs> uh but yeah regardless thoughts on this grand romance smell between bell and the beast how do you think it's executed um, in the film oh it's there's a two a couple different lenses you can look at it i mean obviously from a societal social lens it's not the best story um, or at least it's not saying the best things, but from a pure sort of story narrative, I, you know, like the way it flows. I like the way it's written. Um, but it's hard for me to separate content with um, interpretation, if that makes sense. So, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, I loved it as a kid. Now, you know, I still really like it, but I'm also like aware that it kind of leaves a bad taste in the mouth. Um yeah, I mean, if possible, we can try to analyze it, ignoring the captive aspect of it. You know. Yeah, without that, I I think it's employed very well. Um, I do think, though, I don't care about that song. I do think the addition of the human again scene does add a little bit more of a dynamic that's believable to their their them like falling in love because you you'd really don't have very many scenes like once she comes back and they have their their yeah. uh, tv tropes intimate healing is uh, that the one when they're yeah. the, the snow scene is that included in the yeah yeah well yeah that would be it's like yeah, around that's then, right? when they like yeah and they have like their snowball fights and, yeah and that's whatever. all really good um but then after that you know it's the ballroom scene and you're like okay like thematically like romantically like musically i get it i'm buying it because you know this is what um, the emotions of the film are telling me to feel but if you look at actual content there's obviously a lot of scenes we don't see that would kind of justify their their relationship a little bit better um one of them being the scene in human again where they're in the library and she's reading to him because he and like can't read he's 21 years old and can't read he like forgot how to read um so she teaches him to read and that's like when he asks her to dinner too um, um yeah uh the yeah I, I noted this uh the teaching to read scene i really like that one um with this incredible dialogue of uh t- uh t- it's it's two. T- it's two i knew that 
Like I, I want to like <laughs> my his his read on I knew that is so great. I love that. Um, <laughs> it's like so stupid. I want to add that to um to, if we had a soundboard, that would be totally. Awesome. <laughs> like I knew that. I knew that. I knew that. Um, because um, all so, his yeah, lines I, are so distorted as the as the beast. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, but um, and which is why when he does have his little moment of singing, like it's so strange. Like it doesn't. That's like there's such a disconnect between Beast voice and the, the singing voice of uh, Robbie. What's his What's his name? Um, but yeah, I mean, like it's more of a thematic, emotional story than it is like you logically see the content of how and why they develop these feelings. And yep. it's one of those things where you just, you buy it. And I think you buy it because of the ballroom scene. Without mm-hmm. that, I, you know, there's, I, the relationship and the way it's portrayed probably would not make much impact. Yeah, I think there's build up to the ballroom scene. Like, I think, like, I, I feel like for me, it's like, do I buy the ballroom scene? Like, at the end, it's really just, do I buy them as a whole and the ballroom scene's crucial? But, like, right before the ballroom scene, it's like, okay, are they at a point where they're like this into each other? And mm-hmm. I think that that's pretty important. And I think the movie has enough content there with them. Um, like, there's yeah. not a ton, uh, but I, I do think there's great, there's some good stuff there. I think one of my favorite scenes is the one where, um, after he saves her from the wolves, I guess, and then they're, they like have this back and forth with like, well, if you didn't do this, then like we would, uh, you know, we'd have been okay. And then like they try to trace the origins of the problems there. And mm-hmm. I think that's, that does, that just does a really good job of kind of showcasing why, uh, they might be compatible. Like I, I, was, I feel like I bought it there more than ever. They're just both very headstrong people. Um, they both want to blame the other. Yeah. yeah like I, like I, I just feel like that's such a well-executed scene in that. Um, yeah. I, it, it gets me to, to actually think that these two as a thing makes sense. What do you think, Allie? Do you buy this, this romance between, between the two of them? Are you into it? Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Yes. Why not? Sure. Ali very enthusiastic about. Uh, I don't really know how to feel about the Stockholm syndrome thing since I like can kind of relate to it now. So I don't know how to feel about it right now. <laughs> at the yeah, I mean it's hard to separate this context from it. This larger context. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. I'm not separating the context. I mean, I never hated it growing up. I just it's probably one of the more definitely one of the more interesting ones they've done, and it's up there for one of my favorites. But other than that, I don't really have an opinion. Like it's it's fine. I think. It has its controversy, but I would say it's all right as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it's it's. I mean, uh, at the like, I get like at the end of the day, it's kind of still kind of superficial. I mean, his big romantic gesture is he takes her to the library, which like Lumiere was already about to do. Like, like, oh wow, she yeah, likes but books. Didn't wow, do it. yeah. I guess he didn't end up doing it, but um, like, wow, she likes books. The library. Oh my god, he's so romantic. Like, wow, you know. Um, also, it wasn't even his idea. It's not even his <laughs> idea. Yeah, like, this, he's treated as, like, this great... <laughs> anyway, that's a little annoying. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I still think it's kind of superficial. Really, it was him, funny, but... too, in one of the commentaries, the one director was like, I'm willing to buy, like, everything about this movie except that there is a library that large <laughs> with that many books. seems too big, yeah. What is the context of this castle, even? Like, they kind of hit on it in the beginning, but, like, it's just no one around them anymore. It's just yeah. in the middle of nowhere. It's just in the middle of the forest in France. Weird, yeah. Um, yeah, it's... So, oh, okay, I want to talk about the Beast. So, what he's he why is he a, a thing like 
<laughs> what is what is up with this character? Um, I feel like he's like, not much of a he person. He didn't let that that chicken. He didn't. He messed, so he didn't he let done the chicken. With the wrong, with, yeah. with the wrong lady. So he's supposed to be a jerk because he didn't let her in, and so he cursed the uh, him and the entire castle. And but now he's a good person now, but he wasn't before. <sighs> well, and it's interesting because like. The idea is that, like, oh, he becomes more and more, like, beastly the longer the curse goes on. And, like, the idea is that if it hadn't been broken, he would have just, like, turned into, like, a feral animal. But I was like, well, that's, I feel like, the opposite of what we want to achieve (laughs) in terms of the lesson learning. Um, If we are, in fact, teaching him a lesson by, by cursing him. Also, depending on how this works, like, whether it's you know time caught in stasis or what have you or if it's actually 10 years have passed this kid was like 11 when <laughs> when he got cursed because <laughs> he's yeah, like apparently 10- bell is like um what how old's bell like 15 or something or uh, uh she she's slightly 18. older it's, but she's yeah he's but yeah it's supposed to be him before he turns 18 right so 21 is it 21 yeah he get getting turned he can turn up Turn up, yeah. Oh, Him and Elsa. Yeah, that would have been better, yeah. Um, but yeah, they're all like, they, it seems much younger. And like, they specifically cast like no, no, someone older as Belle to make, make her sound older, but they're still kids, so. Yeah, what's her face? Yeah, what's her, exactly. O'Hara. Yeah, yeah. O'Hara. Yeah. Um, uh, let's talk, I don't know, there's a lot. Oh, yeah, so what do you think of the Beast Mill? Do you think like he's an interesting character? Do you think he's kind of just there? Or do you think he like stands out at all in the movie? Um, I think... Uh, I think it's, you know, he's, it's surprising that he does become, he's more of a character as the beast than he is as the prince at the end. Like, I yes, think that's yes. kind of a point where he becomes very bland. It's like, oh, that's cool. Um, I think the beast himself is an interesting character um, just because he goes through, it's, it's, I think it's more his story than Belle's story, honestly, because she doesn't really go through any sort of monumental change at all. Um, he's the one who kind of has the the arc, uh, the character arc, and she's just kind of a a cog in it. I feel like um, because there's really nothing about her that's changed, even though like she's got that line where she's like, oh, like the world's I'm seeing the world different. And it's like, well, you're you're not. Um, so I, I I in terms of a a Disney male protagonist, I think he is one of the better ones of. Um, the time period that the movie came out in because it was kind of the first time where the the prince character was not a like cardboard cutout of a prince that was kind of just yeah there as a stock character um and i like the way that he and bell play off of each other like you said like that scene where they're both trying to like assign like blame for for the wolf scene like they very much have a de- like it's the first time i feel like um animated characters in a disney film actually had like chemistry which is like a weird thing to say because obviously it's animation, they're drawings, but I think you can really see it in um, in this film and the way they interact and the way they kind of just like totally like have this back and forth, like fights with each other constantly before, you know, they like fall in love. So in that regard, I think he's one of the more dynamic male characters in a Disney film up until that point. Obviously, since then, we've got we've gotten broader. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Given the time, he's definitely like a good Disney prince, like a super 
well-developed one looking i mean looking back in general the movie doesn't incredibly stand out but yeah i agree uh, um also like as the beast he's much better it like invokes this this post um like it's uh he like the like the comic or a tumblr post or something he, ch- he changes and it's like she's like change back change back like um, yeah 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 I don't know if that's a commentary like, on him being a bland prince or him, his character model as a human being weird, kind of weird looking. Being weird is all get out. Yeah. He's very strange to look at when he turns around. It's actually like pseudo scary. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, yeah, definitely. I don't, what's the moral of him turning human at the end? Like, is that a good moral <laughs> to impart? I'm not sure. I, like, I mean, it depends. I mean, obviously the, the original theme of this story is very outdated. Uh, because it was basically a way to teach women to chillax with their um, arranged marriage situation, since it would often be to an older man that they like didn't like, and it's like, yeah. oh, you can like learn to love him. So that's like, mm, you know, that's not a thing. We no, yeah. no, no. Um, that being said, now you know, it's. I don't think it is. I don't. I mean, obviously, the human thing is there because we can't end this on a bestiality note. Like he had to. Back yeah, but why not though? Why not? Why couldn't we end it there? That'd <laughs> like be great. It, he he, he, accept, he accepts his new self, and she accepts him for who he is, and then that's the better ending. Yeah, the idea is just, I guess, that you know, you with you know her falling in love with him, it's that she saw like you know the person, you know, and not even Prince or Prince Charming or anything like that, just the the person underneath, you know, all the. Yeah. The outer stuff. So his reward, I guess, or her reward. Actually, that's what it was in the original story. It was her reward for being yeah, able something. to see through that was that she was then given um, the person that she saw him being underneath all the, the gruff beastliness. Um, yeah. I don't know if that's what they were going for, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it's a um, metaphor. Yeah. It's a like- yeah, I don't know if they're in there going for anything specific with the. No, I think it's just, it's just yeah, kind of the transformative power yeah, of love. around it. Ali, you like the beast? Thoughts? Thoughts on the beast? I love him. I why, prefer why him over him? Adam. Honestly, change back. Which form? Of I don't the, know because yeah. he's like a change back. Yeah, do you think you should change back? Is that your reaction? Yes. Yes. <laughs> why do you like him though? I think change most back, people... Ali, twenty sixteen. Yeah. Um, why do I like him for the reasons you guys gave? <laughs> I don't know. He's you guys old, are like just he's saying like a everything. Big old, big old teddy bear. He is. I was gonna say he's just so huggable. I mean, he does have fur and stuff. Yeah, that's true. Best yeah, boyfriend so ever. Literally you can with that him guess. all winter. <laughs> there you go. Oh God. <laughs> change back. Yeah. There you go. That's what that is. God, is this uh, what I'm here back. for? <laughs> yes, that's change what I was here for. out. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, uh, no, no, we don't need heat. Like, uh, yeah, just transform back. Um, yeah, there was talk- apparently supposed to be a line at the end where she like says to him, she's like, do you think you should grow a beard? And they decided to take it out. <laughs> they're like, That's kind of- that would have been so good if they had that. That's really funny, actually. Like, uh, she's like buyer's remorse on the change back. Like, what? what yeah. Beard? Yeah. That'd been she's really like, good. wait. Yeah. Take backsies. Yeah. Um, let's run through some, uh, some of the characters we haven't talked too much about. Uh, let's start with what Maurice, the dad. Yeah. What do you think of him, Mel? I mean, he's like the crazy typical Disney Maurice. dad. Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy old Maurice, eh? <laughs> um, hey. He's like the typical Disney dad. Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. Um, you know, he's like this little dude. 
he like does that he has a fun like it's interesting i guess what they went for where he was like a crazy inventor like of course bell's dad would be a crazy inventor like that just makes sense in my mind um and it's interesting because it's not even like he actually continually like shows up as like a plot device in the movie like i feel like disney dads usually like serve one sort of purpose and then kind of hang out until the end of the movie when you know, like in, in Little Mermaid, like her dad got puffy and, you know, blew up all her, her stuff. And, you know, that was kind of his function. And then he kind of went away for the majority of the rest of the movie. Whereas here, it's like you have Maurice being the catalyst for why Belle and the Beast met. And then Gaston decides to try and use him to, like, manipulate Belle. So, like, he still is showing up as, like, this sort of plot device that is forcing you know, Bell's hand in various ways. Um, so I think that's interesting. Like he doesn't go away. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's got yeah, kind of there though. I don't know. I didn't take too much away from him. He's, 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 I don't know. He's, he's fine. He's nice. I guess. Yeah. I do like that. He's like, uh, he's nice. Least. I guess. <laughs> Are we trying to like rate him for a dating site or something? Yeah, exactly. There yeah. And there's okay. Cupid. We'd be like, yeah, he's a cool. Yeah. I, I like I like the concept of like promoting like technology and invention. I guess in like that was kind of which is like completely over with a stupid machine, really stupid woodcutting machine. machine. Like why? <laughs> this is not a good idea. But yeah, oh, um, what are they, those those machines that run on basically kinetic energy? Like you knock a domino over, and they like do something really stupidly mundane like pick up a cup like at the yeah, end yeah 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 get what they're called that's basically yeah. what that is yeah uh yeah starts starts with that um Rube, yeah gold rube goldberg rubric rube goldberg i think there you go um yeah. Yeah, uh, lumiere yes like i like lumiere i do i actually eh. do. i like lumiere yeah. much better than cogsworth oh yeah, yeah. although Cog- their dynamic is pretty good i guess it's good yeah i don't know what the point of cogsworth is <laughs> Being oh, his foil, David yeah. Ogden Styers is in like every Disney movie. Is the point of Clarkson? Yeah, um, you know who sucks is uh, <laughs> the broom. Uh, what's her name? I don't even know. Oh, the French broom. Yeah, uh, the one played by uh, what's her face? Does she have a name even? Yeah, she yeah, Babette is her name. Oh, and I know that because she was named in the play. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. um... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She wasn't. Yeah, it says Wikipedia says she wasn't named in the movie, but yeah, the feather duster. Yeah, um, that character sucked. <laughs> but uh, why? No, they didn't give any depth. They didn't even try even to give character. any depth. Yeah, she didn't give try to give any depth. Or she's just the the piece for the Lumiere. Yeah, for the, the and then like later benefits. Yeah, there you go. Boy, um, not in my castle. Not in my in castle. My yeah, castle. <laughs> need stricter morals. Yeah, come on, watch over your stupid appliances. Uh, yeah. Come yeah, on. like getting frisky. Yeah, like uh, no oversight here. Bad employer. That's what I would say. Uh, I was. I'm a fan of Lumiere, though. Or maybe uh, he's just the coolest employer. He doesn't care. He's just I like, guess, you do I you guess guys. So. I guess so. Yeah. You ever think of that? Come on, that's guys. true. That's true. You need, to loosen, <laughs> you need to loosen up here a little bit, says Ali. Yeah. Uh, what do we? What about Miss Potts? We talked about her. The song is great. Um, Angela she's the the great. mom. They're yeah. even, I guess, the grandmom character. Yeah. And then we She's talked about Chip. Uh, oh, we need to talk about LeFou. LeFou. Um, LeFou. Uh, he's the worst. <laughs> he's the worst. G Gaston. Yeah, he serves absolutely no purpose. G Gaston. Yeah, like, like, yeah. Like, what is, yeah. We don't need his hype man. We get it. 
Um, yeah, I think he works well with the, by the same token that Gaston works well, like as kind of this parody character. Yeah. But I don't even know what he's parrot. Like he's literally, well, if you want to get into it, you could say that he's a, uh, he's, um, like how, um, males who don't even represent this like physical specimen idea still are destructive in that they play into it and like mm. worshiping other ones who are like that like and it's are not kind of like those little that. fish that, that um swim with the sharks yeah it's and, like on the underside of their fins to protect like, themselves from it's like he's not he's not rejecting the culture he's embracing it by worshiping gaston like yeah he's, yeah Whereas, whatever the yeah, whatever dude. the name of those little sh- those uh fish are that hang yeah. on the fins of yeah i know what you mean yeah yeah, dude, Ali, you're impressed by my level of I'm analysis. Like have, I'm like play. having an existential crisis between the two of you about this movie. Dude, yeah. dude Mel and I get deep at this. Yeah, this gotta you got to analyze these um, films that are not meant to be analyzed this deep. Yeah, no, like it's literally like everything you ever pulled out of your English class. You have to use the word juxtaposition at least once. Yeah, I mean, I think for Gaston it's intended, but um, oh yeah, I don't think they would understand what we're talking about. But uh, I think that they kind of intend it that way. Whereas the, you know, the stuff with the main story is like, is whatever, but they, they didn't really, they like knew yeah. that, I think. Anyway, I think that's all the characters. Um, oh, the yeah. horse, Philippe. <laughs> Philippe. Oh, Philippe is the best. Are there like horse. Philippe plushes and stuff? I feel like there probably are. Probably. Not that I know of. There should be. He like, he why? He, he I feel like, like Philippe is the, is the main thing that's wrong with this movie. Why don't you just turn around? Don't have to obey Crazy Maurice. Just, you know, you're going the wrong way, Philippe. So just go the yeah, other way. You've got all and the then, power this scene. Yeah, Philippe, God, just pull yeah, out and your then nothing's and then gonna, nothing, nothing, none of this would have happened. And we could have just got on with our lives. I love how, like, there's a long standing tradition of, like, Disney horse characters. Yeah. yeah, that's, yeah like, that's what is that about? <laughs> but the fact that they always seem to make them, like, dogs for some reason. Like, there's, like, like, weirds me out um the one from sleeping beauty there's philippe there's angus from brave there's the one from tangled max from tangled right maximus yeah there's like a lot of other horses i feel like too. Just... sven i feel like counts sven is a horse a winter horse <laughs> winter horse he he is the snow horse yeah this has got like an equine thing going on yeah um yeah, I think okay. That's all the characters. Uh, any songs you want to point out, Mel, that we haven't talked about? Mm. We talked about the major ones. There's like yeah. Bella's song, and, the and there's and like the like fluff that. songs, like something there. And... Although I do like "Kill the Beast," so and I love the Macbeth <laughs> reference in it. Yeah, um, the what reference in it? Macbeth. Screw your car uh, yeah. sticking place. Um, yeah. Oh, I, I like. Song... Do you what? No, go for it. No, I was going to talk about something else. Oh, well, it was just, I, I've always enjoyed uh, the mob song. The mob song? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, yeah I was, um, it reminded me of this. The appliances genuinely just defeat these guy humans with weapons, like in an yeah. actual battle. Yes. <laughs> like, what, what's, what's your question? <laughs> <laughs> My question is realism. That's, why is this? Well, even think so... about it. If you don't know to expect, like, a lamp to, like, shank you, like... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's and like a giant nice. like like dresser falls on them and what i mean think about it like oh her we need to talk about her turned on you in your house oh yeah you, screwed what, she's like the best the, character too what's what? the dresser's name yeah um madam oh they have names madam hey what is your name <laughs> wait madam de la Bramboche. no i'm i'm Mrs. editing all these <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm bleeping all of these in the future. I love it. Oh my god, no. <laughs> Keep it oh, in. Yeah. No, it's not. No, actually it. bleeping is funnier, I feel it's, like. It is funnier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she, she, why is she the best, Allie? Why is uh, the, the Madame de Legrand Bush is her name? She not the best? Um Mrs. Said she's the best. I know. Why is she the best? She just is. Have you not seen the movie? <laughs> I've seen that she doesn't do anything. She's just she helps pick up her dress i feel like or is yeah. That the yeah she opens it she has three dresses and <laughs> yes. she also like she gave a guy a makeover in the final battle she she kicked it. okay that's and true then, am i allowed to say you gonna bleep that no out? i'm bleeping that too thanks you're creating a lot of work for me there's she's three dresses they're like all really dusty and then she's like oh, go with this one the middle one that's that's her role in the movie that's very very good she's cool um, fantastic basically she's i guess she's cool okay what well, um yeah Oscar. Any anything else, Mel, about Beauty and the Beast? No. Um, I mean, I would like to point out that despite the fact that, um, what was it? Um, what what did what Disney movie was recently nominated for Best Picture? Uh, Toy Story three. <sighs> yeah. So before that, the only animated yes. film ever to be nominated, and it's more of a feat that Beauty and the Beast did it because this is back when there was only five movies in the category. <laughs> um, it, it it was nominated for Best Picture and it lost to Silence of the Lambs, um, but that was like a huge oh, deal. Wow! Um, that a animated film was nominated was, for yeah. Well, Best yeah, Picture. it's Toy Story was nominated when there's ten, so it's, yeah. it's different. This know. is this is back when there was only five slots. Yeah, it was, yeah, definitely this was treated seriously for some reason. Um, <laughs> People this movie very seriously. Well, I'm not commenting on the film. I'm commenting on like, their taste. Like, why did yeah, they okay. this one? Well, you, know? And, you know, and looking at it, too, because it premiered at the New York Film Festival, I believe it was. And yeah. it premiered in a 70% finished, like, work tape, which I have as well on DVD. You really? Um, yeah, shut up. And, um, you know, where half of it was, or like 70% of it was complete, and then the other 30% was like storyboards and like rough animation and test stuff. And they showed it, and it got a standing ovation at the the um, film festival. And they were like, oh, like, this will probably be like a good movie. Like, people seem to like it. <laughs> and then it kind of... yeah. I mean, I, I think this is probably, I mean, I need to watch all of them. Probably would be the best Disney film. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm partial to newer ones, but um, definitely up among the 90s, like, I think this would be the best. But still, like, rel- like, is the difference between this and, you know, it's another great one, Milan or something? Like, is it that much different? You know, is my yeah. question, like, you know, like, why is this treated so much more? I think, and the, I think it's just, like, if you compare it to something like Hercules or Milan or... or- other films even like of this era like aladdin or tarzan or something like that um i think it's just the way all the elements came together in beauty and the beast kind of like there's just so much i think that fell into place like you can look at mulan and say like as a story like that's a, probably a better crafted story and it's like just a better you know subjective story for societal reasons but it didn't really pack the same punch maybe because it didn't have the sort of visual emotional anchor like the ballroom scene or didn't have the 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 emotional anchor in in the music and that sort of thing so i think with beauty and the beast it was just a bunch of different components came together i agree it does come come together better yeah i think in terms of the overall critical discourse i think it's interesting that they latch into this um yeah no i think this is significantly better than something like um 
clearly something like Hercules. Um, even I even, love Hercules. <laughs> I like Hercules, but I think that we're talking a different level of quality. Oh yeah, time. and yeah. what's interesting is the only other Disney film that this um, that these directors worked on um, was Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah, I, that's another one I haven't seen in forever, so I can't comment. But um, um, I think Lion King is something that's on a similar tier of quality to this. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'd probably take this over Lion King, but I think it's like close enough. I've never been a huge, super huge fan of Lion King, but everyone. Yeah, I mean, I've been. It's you know, it's never been like my favorite movie, but I remember it being very good. Um, it's Hamlet with lions. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this is just a fairy tale too, but. You know. Uh, it's actually also like a Japanese movie, just Americanized. Oh yeah, the yeah. the what is it? Uh, I don't remember what it's called, but Kygo it's like, or something. Kygo yeah. the lion. It's like about some white Kimba. lion. Yeah, thank you. Kimba, Kimba the white lion. Kimba the white lion. Like, uh, Allie, Allie, parting Beauty and the Beast thoughts. Oh, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> it's good. Dude. Would recommend. Yeah, ten out of, Eleven out of ten would recommend. I mean, no, seriously. I mean, it was like in the. Definitely oh. top five of my favorite Disney movies. And now I think it might be number one after this discussion. I'm not going to lie. Because it was like number two right after The Little Mermaid. Because I was just, honestly, yeah, I was biased gonna to that movie. say you do love The Little Mermaid. I'm biased yeah, to that movie because I was definitely oh, in love with her as like a five-year-old. Whenever we do The Little Mermaid, we're going to have an even deeper like uh, sexism discussion with that yeah, one. Yeah. There's sure. a lot. Because she's um, deeper. I'm still like, she's like my favorite still because I'm just biased. But like to, this yeah. movie, I think might be number one for me now for Disney. To close they things out, uh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I agree. Probably may no. Um, I, I have I have trouble ranking comparing this to like Moana and um, like Frozen. You, oh God, you they're so different. They're so different. Like Frozen to this, like uh, it's just such a big difference being current. Like yeah. you can have so much better stuff now. Like in terms of like narrative, even like the narrative awareness is so much higher. Anyway, um, maybe in a modern day version of this film, it would have been like. I wonder lesbians instead. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's possible this film would have like suffered if like they're more aware of what they're doing because then you maybe don't get. Well, the they same probably mix. wouldn't have done it. I mean, if you tried to yeah. do it now, it probably would not fly. Yeah, I agree. So I think like it, for you know, it's probably like you know, and it's like all classics in that way. Like you look at Gone with the Wind, like and that sort of thing. Like these iconic films with iconic scenes that are like totally by today's standards and what we know not yeah. not okay. Something you want to be. I think they maybe could have done a version of this. Anyway, because the live action, uh, that's the last thing I want to talk about, the live action version coming out. Yes. With, Why don't um, they make Adam a woman in the live action version? I know. Yeah, I know. Um, so the trailer is out. Um, my big reaction was, like, I, I went from Watson. watching that and I immediately pulled out. Oh, well, I'm a was incredible, but um, in the trailer. So we don't even, I don't even need to see the movie to declare her performance. Oh my God. But, yes, you did. Um, no, I'm close. But my big reaction, I went from watching the movie immediately to watching the trailer. Like, literally, this looks like a shot for shot remake of the animated film. Like, I'm I can, every single it. film and every single scene in the trailer, I can easily identify as like, this is the, like, they do like the hound, the, the wolf scene. Like, they do, you know, they, they, they show the barroom scene for a second. Just seriously, it's, that's, I've never seen a remake that seems so, uh, close. I don't, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I just think it's like, wow, that's, that's really interesting. Yeah. Especially because they're coming from the animated to live action. Well, I think it's a good thing, thing that they're like, doing that. With this, well, and I think with this movie, you can't not, do that just because all the reasons we said like there are so many iconic scenes and images in this movie like it would not work if you tried to distance yourself from the source material yeah 
Um, I um, mean, even the poster that they used is a live action version of the same exact yeah. poster that was the teaser poster when the original film came out. I remember you were also saying something about how they like have to, I mean, they're, they don't have to like make it like verbatim, like a remake, but like you were saying about the Cinderella movie, it was like, yeah, it didn't get the, that The Cinderella much. movie tried to be its own story and it and really People went in expecting the Disney. So then yeah. they came out like, what? Yeah, it like it didn't. It, there was like no sticking power to it because it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I, th- I, I think the trailer visually good. Her thoughts on how the beast looked. I don't. I, don't, I think he's fine. I don't know. I, I, yeah. Obviously, the I mean, beast he, is going to look weird in live action. Like no matter yeah. what you do, and they could have made. I him mean, he looks like exactly how he. <laughs> they could have made him fluffier. I mean, like he looks more fluffy when he's animated. So, like, make him look fluffy. I don't know. I mean, he looks... Eh. I'm more concerned about the appliance, the appliances, like how Apparently they're Apparently, the, the trailer um, beat Fifty Shades of Grey for the record of most views oh, thank God. in 24 hours. Nice. Thank God. Uh, I will say, Ch- Chip looks terrifying. Yeah, that's the thing. It's <laughs> Chip looks so thing. bad. What's with Chip? Oh my he looks, like, possessed. I mean, he Cotsworth is, looks I guess. okay. Like, no, he I, does not. I think he Lumiere loses. actually looks pretty cool. Lumiere looks fine, but, like, everybody yeah. else looks Chip, terrible. <laughs> Chip, Chip, though, oh my goodness. Wow. Mrs. Potts also looks awful. Isn't as bad as you think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They say terror. I think they. I've also, the dialogue looks the exact oh, Stanley same. Stanley Tucci's going to be in this movie. Is he really? Yeah. In, yeah. yeah. He's um. The Maestro. Lumiere or no? He's a, my. He's someone... he's a character that I kind of comes from the um that like mid cool film that they did. Um. Uh. What I was going to say, but um. Yeah, no, I think it, it looks good. Oh, yeah, though the lines I said that terrible line I think is not exactly the same. So at least they're kind of changing the dialogue a little bit. But what line um, are you talking? There's like one line with that he's not as terrible as he seems. I think that's not the same as the. But yeah. Also, uh, like the jail scene see. isn't. In- oh yeah, it's different. Yeah. Um, like, the yeah. Uh, Josh Gad uh, is Lefou is going to be annoying. <laughs> I'm really not excited for that, and I'm Gee, concerned Gaston. about. Iwan McGregor. Yeah. Um, uh, Emma Watson, uh, I think she looks great. Is, yeah. uh, no, Belle. People are like, she looks too young. But Belle 10 out of like, 10. Would she doesn't look too young. I'm I'm concerned about, I mean, not concerned, but I'm curious about her singing. Because they are singing in this, Apparently, right? Apparently, yeah. Paige O'Hara, though, the original voice of Belle, actually yeah. worked with her on oh, thank her, God. her singing for this film. Good. Okay, that makes me feel better. Yeah. Um, it's so. going to be interesting. So well, that's that's like in March, right? Yes. Um, yeah, not too long. We'll March 18th or something. We'll see how that goes. Anyway, um, let us know your thoughts on any of this. Uh, comments, um, YouTube Saint comments. St. Patrick's Day is not celebrate, Friday. Celebrate. Wow, that's big news. Oh, God. <laughs> big news there. So, uh, YouTube comments, um, Tumblr uh, overlyanimated.com. Tell us what Disney classic we should do next. Should it be Little Mermaid? Yeah, should it? Maybe. It'll be the Little Mermaid. I don't think I'm biased to that one anymore now, <laughs> so that should be interesting. Well, you will still be, though. No, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what we do next. Um, overly, uh, pay- consider supporting us at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thank you very much to our patrons, Mitch Cordell, Beatrice Nate, Andy, Jamie, Rachel, John, Ryan, Catherine Taylor, Devon, Jay, John, Mission Victoria, Katrin, A.K. Fee, Mitch Cornute, Beach, Nathan, and Philly, and Buzz Like Your Mailman, Rich Rose, Jeremy, Brian, Cook, and Needle, Diamond, Day, Jewel, Garfield, Fusion, Skylark, Patron, Katrin. Last comments. Was Allie, any of Mel. that English? Oh, my God. Yes. Allie, last comments. Uh, hashtag Bell and Eve five ever. I don't know. Bell, Bell and Eve because Adam changed to a girl. Oh, get it? Oh, I see what you're saying, Adam Eve. 
It wasn't uh, funny. I don't know. I like the movie, and now I don't know. I have to like go watch all the Disney movies and like existentially think about them, like with this one, and then rate them again. Yeah, that's your new task, Allie. That's what this podcast should be now. <clears throat> okay. Yep. Allie's uh, existential realization. Mel, final thoughts. <laughs> um, <laughs> I fave movie. Fave. Ten out of ten. Fave, Would recommend. Yep. Yep. Let, Only ten out of ten. That's let us know. If it, let Mel know if it is also your fave in the comments yeah. so then she can we'll be see. your new best friend or yep. i can yell at that's you it. yeah that's how listen. it works yeah if you, and it, listen anyway thanks for listening guys and we will see you next time bye, bye. bye.